Thank you for tuning in again and sharing with this opportunity that I have to share with you. Today we're going to talk about consciousness and compartmentalization. It's a big word, compartmentalization. As references are made throughout these sharings, the term consciousness is frequently used in metaphysical circles and is often thrown around rather loosely as the phrase, well, life is consciousness, you know. Upon hearing this, many whose spiritual thread of choice can be said to be somewhere within the metaphysical family generally smile, nod their heads, and acquiesce to what must be so very obvious, and that to question it might reveal ignorance. Well, excuse me, what is consciousness? In order to approach this question, and to ask is not evidence of ignorance, but the mind of a true seeker, two important points of understanding must be factored into the mix. The first, as referenced elsewhere within these sharings, is the understanding that absolutely everything has an unique vibratory energy pattern. This means everything seen and not seen, <clears throat> scientifically presently measurable, as well as beyond current abilities. Everything. Then, and perhaps dating back to the early 1900s, if not prior to, referencing here the Holmes brothers, Ernest and Frederick, science of mind people, along with Charles Fillmore, co-founder of Unity, they are said to use the term law of mind action, or in the case of Fillmore, at least to speak to the mental aspect of law. Others in New Thought could be similarly cited. Along the way, a similar term, law of attraction, became evident. Now, for today, for this sharing, they are synonymous and must be one of the two important foundational points at the basis of understanding what consciousness is and how it works. The subject of compartmentalization will be brought into this sharing in a moment. It is true that in a universe that knows not the terms luck, accident, or chance, nothing ever just happens. There is cause behind all effects, and as applied to man, it is consciousness generated. Always. There are no exceptions. Life is always consciousness in expression. While I do believe there is a something that we could call a collective consciousness that is behind larger parts of things such as a nation or even our earth as a whole, this sharing is primarily focused on individual consciousness and its energy that determines the who, the what, the when, and the where of our lives. So, what is it? What is consciousness? Unity's book, The Revealing Word, shares the sense of awareness, knowing, the knowledge or realization of any idea, object, or condition, the sum total of all ideas accumulated in and affecting man's present being. Well, let's continue by choosing 
the only way to answer this question that is available. Obviously, we're using words. We're using semantics. Often flawed, but the only tool we have. So initially, let it be said that consciousness is a vibrational repository that is part and parcel of the unique, individualized, eternal essence of God that is eternally self-identified as us. Remember now, God in us, through us, and as us. Consciousness is the tool of creation that is unavoidable, inescapable, and simply how things find their way into manifest expression in and through and as our life. As one who often acknowledges similarities between our spiritual journey and computer-related things and processes, analogies are seen, but none are completely spot on. There are possible similarities between a database called the Registry in a Microsoft Windows operating system and our consciousness. The Registry keeps important information that is written in computer language code about anything and everything that makes a computer and its programs work. When changes are made such as adding or deleting a program, the Registry is automatically updated with information that enables everything that needs to be enabled for programs to perform. That is very simplistic, but it is how, it is similar at least, to how consciousness works. Follow along. Our operating system is the nature and reality of source energy or God that is at the core of who and what we are, always have been, and forever shall be. Furthermore, it must be found throughout all life everywhere. It is what animates and makes unique our physical present self, which is a function of soul, as referenced in a previous sharing, yet totally inseparable from whatever appears to have temporarily captured its essence, as we have bodies we now wear, and the environment within which we find ourselves. As with a computer, unlike a keyboard, CD drive, or similar, thought is the input tool we use as consciousness is formed, as it is tweaked, as it is adjusted, a process we cannot not do. Like an upcoming sharing or the subject of prayer, thought or the tool we use to input into consciousness works 24-7. We cannot not participate. So what is our ongoing input to this inner file? I call it a file based upon a computer analogy. To our inner file that is consciousness. Well, it spans the entire range of whatever is the focus of thought, uh, uh, which then almost always becomes word and subsequently action. It is a composite of what we believe. It contains the vibrational equivalence of whatever it is we have elevated to truth, capital T, as we can do that with and for anything, even if to anyone else a truth it isn't. 
It contains the vibrational equivalent of joy, fear, loves, perceptions, and the list can go on and on. Consciousness can then be said to be the non-physical vibrational barcode or blueprint of what then amounts to the instructions we are giving for replication as our life. Remember, our life is consciousness, our consciousness. Then let's understand more fully what consciousness does. Well, our consciousness is continually being defined by giving form and shape to undefined virgin energy, God, that is omnipresent and now being directed or interpreted into our life by consciousness. The function of this energy is omnipresently available to dream, plan, and desire that are launched all by individualized life forms as consciousness uh, serves as a creative tool for what is in our life. And specific as to the journey of humankind to fulfill dream, desire, and plan, but now through the guise of person, place, condition, situation, or thing, or the stuff of our present place. Indeed, our life is consciousness. The good news, if we don't like the effects, we can begin to change the cause. And we do that by taking more and more control over what we allow to be focused thought. Now that is an oversimplification, but nevertheless, it is true. You know, how powerful is this knowledge? How powerful is the law that governs thought, that governs consciousness? Knowing this is the key to all power, for knowing it and then applying it within our lives is our trump card. In the book of the Psalms, the 91st uses the thought of indwelling, well, more than that, of dwelling in the protection of the Most High, as meaning one who is centered in only the reality of God. What might it mean to stay poised and centered therein? What might this trigger or enable within someone? In the psalm, a metaphor of many thousands falling at one side is used, meaning that to someone who knows and knows that he knows his or her God-centeredness and maintains that in consciousness, everything, everyone around him might seem to be going to hell in a handbasket, but yet they would maintain an even keel in their lives. The title of this sharing contains the conjunction and between consciousness and compartmentalization. I believe that without the subject of compartmentalization brought into this awareness, along with its definition uh, made uh, applicable in this sharing, much that is important will not be understood, much of life will not be understood, and might even be used to perceive flaws, apparent flaws, supposedly, in everything that has been said about consciousness so far. Now, saying more specifically what needs to be said, the conjunction and will now be replaced with two words, cannot and be, resulting in the new chapter, in the new sharing title, Consciousness cannot be 
compartmentalized. Imaginely, and to be authentic, it would now contain three added words and read, Consciousness cannot be successfully compartmentalized. Further explained, we can try to compartmentalize consciousness, but it just never works. A point of fact, because consciousness cannot be compartmentalized or cannot be segregated and cannot be uh, seen in pieces apart from the whole. Yet it is obvious without using the word itself. We think it can because of our inconsistency in how we input into the resultant file that we call consciousness. We are an integral unit and a belief held strongly in one arena of consciousness affects the total result that we call outcome or effects. A member of my family once said to her husband after returning from a party gathering, well, where is the vivacious and life of the party gone now that we are home? Perhaps a rather simplistic analogy, but one that at least begins to initially capture what is important to understand. Jesus knew about compartmentalization. Now, not the exact word, perhaps, but its effect. In Matthew 5:23, he cautioned his hearers that if they approached the altar with a sacrifice and there remembered that a grievance existed between them and someone, to do what? To then first go and make peace and then return to offer the sacrifice or the offering. Holding angst against someone is to hold a negative vibrational imagery. Where is it held? Well, in the vibratory non-physical file that we call consciousness, as there is no other place where the genesis of anything and everything in our lives is kept. In this specific analogy, the act of going to the altar would then be to also take that negative process, that negative energy into the experience and nothing beneficial would be the outcome. Why? Consciousness cannot be successfully carmentalized. If we hold the foundation that allows or accepts something like an anger or torment to remain anywhere within us, that negative vibratory energy now is to be foundationally found within all facets of consciousness. We cannot successfully love only when it suits or pleases us and then allow its antithesis, hatreds and so forth, to be energies of choice elsewhere at other times, to then not expect these energies of attraction to get all mixed up, resulting in a hodgepodge of results. That doesn't work, but often at the beginning moments of understanding that our life is our consciousness being played back to us, and insight into compartmentalization isn't explained or understood. Well, it's too difficult is the usual initial lament as this insight is first explored. Well, it might seem to be so, but it is an application of God as unchangeable principle, and thankful we are that we cannot change it. 
As elsewhere used in my sharings, thankful we are that 2 plus 2 always produces an answer of 4 and doesn't do it in a haphazard, unreliable manner, for nothing then could be accomplished from the banking systems to space exploration. So thankful we are that consciousness is God as principle in application throughout everywhere, for it also then affords us an integral tool to change its outcome as our life. Change consciousness and we change our life. Change the input which is thought and thought then becomes words and then word becomes action. Learn to systematically pass these focused thought choices through an inner monitoring sieve and asking, does this thought, does this word represent the energy that I want to have more of in my life? Eventually, this process will become automatic and is how we use uh, productively the law of consciousness to our advantage. Again, life is consciousness. Nothing is ever imposed from without. All things that are experienced are invited in by finding a similar energy that is self-generated and kept within us. How can change then be intelligently brought about? Well, begin to tell the story of your life the way you want it to be. Create affirmations that acknowledge this and dedicate specific times when you can enter yourself into them. If you only stay focused upon or tell the story of how things presently are, things that you don't like, the law of mind action will assume these are energies you want more of in your life. Don't do that. Perhaps begin with the logical thought contained within what I have shared with you prior. I am created by and out of the source of the infinite universe. And then add the word, therefore, so as to give energy to what it is you now want to do, be, and have. Remember, everything presently in your life got there by this same method. The only difference is you didn't know better when you might have done it. Another key is to listen to your gut, your solar plexus. If something doesn't feel good that you are saying or participating in or thinking, immediately go to the other direction and eventually it becomes easier. Understanding this is understanding how the game of life is played. Factor in such things as luck, accident, and chance, and it is like attempting to play pinnacle by studying the rules for cribbage. Thankful we might choose to be, for if this isn't the way that game of life is played, then we would be out of the loop and absolutely nothing could be dependent upon, and life then would just become a gigantic crapshoot. We can't have it both ways. If the subject is new and perhaps even annoying because the subject of self-responsibility is now surfacing, place it on a shelf in your mind and visit it again. The law of consciousness will nevertheless work, but a choice to not accept awareness of it and apply it will not result in vindictiveness towards you. 
Saying this, the quicker it is understood and applied, the sooner one is then consciously in the driver's seat of how their life works. Join me again next week, my next sharing, Jesus and Christ, and they are not necessarily identical. Then, if it is wisdom for you, and only if it is wisdom, consider making your PayPal gift to my happy effort to share with you my and Unity's logical understanding of life. You are blessed and you are a wonderful expression of all that is good.